In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome those who are joining us for the celebration of morning Mass just now, and for those that will be joining us later on in the day. During the Easter octave, uh, we hear of the different accounts of the appearance of the risen Christ to his apostles and disciples, and today we hear of the friends on the road to Emmaus who meet the risen Lord. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of today's Mass, Alan Burns, uh, whose funeral will take place at South Lanarkshire Crematorium later on in the day. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son. Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you are the Holy One, you are the Lord, you are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. O God, who gladden us year by year with the solemnity of the Lord's resurrection, Graciously grant that by celebrating these present festivities, we may merit through them to reach eternal joy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Once, when Peter and John were going up to the temple for the prayers at the ninth hour, it happened there was a man being carried past. He was a cripple from birth, and they used to put him down every day near the temple entrance called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could beg from the people going in. When this man saw Peter and John on their way into the temple, he begged from them. Both Peter and John looked straight at him and said, Look at us. He, he turned to them expectantly, hoping to get something from them. But Peter said, I have neither silver nor gold, but I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, walk. Peter then took him by the hand and helped him to stand up. Instantly, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped up, stood, and began to walk. 
and he went with them into the temple, walking and jumping and praising God. Everyone could see him walking and praising God, and they recognised him as the man who used to sit begging at the beautiful gate of the temple. They were all astonished and unable to explain what had happened to him. The Word of the Lord Let the hearts that seek the Lord rejoice. Give thanks to the Lord, tell his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. O sing to him, sing his praise, tell all his wonderful works. Be proud of his holy name. Let the hearts that seek the Lord rejoice. Consider the Lord in his strength, constantly seek his face. O children of Abraham, his servant, O sons of the Jacob he chose, he, the Lord, is our God, his judgments prevail in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, his promise for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Two of the disciples of Jesus were on their way to a village called Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking together about all that had happened. Now, as they talked this over, Jesus himself came up and walked by their side, but something prevented them from recognising him. He said to them, What matters are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped short, their faces downcast. Then one of them called Cleopas answered him, You must be the only person staying in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have been happening there these last few days. What things? he asked. All about Jesus of Nazareth, they answered, who proved he was a great prophet by the things he said and did in the sight of God and the whole people and how our chief priests and our elders handed him over to be sentenced to death and had him crucified. Our own hope had been that he would be the one to set Israel free. And that's not all. Two days, two whole days, have gone by since it all happened, and some women from our group have astounded us. They went to the tomb in the early morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back to tell us, that they had seen a vision of angels who declared he was alive. Some of our friends went to the tomb and found everything exactly as the women had reported, but of him they saw nothing. Then he said to them, You foolish men, so slow to believe the full message of the prophets. Was it not ordained that the Christ should suffer and so enter into his glory? Then starting with Moses, and going through all the prophets, he explained to them the passages throughout the scriptures that were about himself. When they drew near to the village to which they were going, he made as if to go on, but they pressed him to stay with them. 
It is nearly evening, they said, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Now, while he was with them at table, he took the bread and said the blessing. Then he broke it and handed it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? They set out that instant and returned to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven assembled together with their companions, who said to them, Yes, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognised him at the breaking of bread. The Gospel of the Lord. If you've been here at Mass over the last few days, then you will have heard uh, me speaking about uh, Peter's great sermon at uh, Pentecost, uh, which are the, have been the readings for uh, the previous uh, few days. Uh, and in those uh, readings, what we hear is the announcement uh, to the people of, of Jesus himself, uh, of his life and of his death and resurrection. And I was mentioned to you that's the kind of core, if you like, uh, of every sermon, of every announcement of the gospel itself, of the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus himself. Um, and down through the ages, that's been what we hand on to one another. Today, if you like, there's a kind of a change of tack in the, the readings because it's not what uh, is said, but rather what the apostles themselves uh, do. And of course, what we find is that uh, they're simply walking through uh, the temple area and they find uh, a crippled man uh, and uh, they themselves are able uh, to, through the intercession of Jesus, uh, to bring about the healing of the man. I think there's something that's very significant uh, about that passage itself, because not only are the words of the proclamation of the gospel important, but also the deeds themselves. That somehow, in the mystery of all of our lives, uh, that Christ himself, the risen Christ, is present. And of course, uh, we have the opportunity through our own lives to bring that sense of healing, which we hear in the, the gospel today, uh, the living presence of Christ into the world. Uh, it's not only by words that we do it, but also by actions as well. So we hear that sense in which the uh, Lord himself is, is present in the world, uh, continues to be present in the world uh, through the apostles, but that sense in which his life-giving presence is still among us, his healing presence, his presence of peace and joy is with us. Uh, that's a very uh, important thing to remember, especially in these days. Over the last uh, few days of uh, kind of Easter, if you like, uh, we've heard from St Matthew's Gospel and uh, St John's Gospel about the resurrection. And again, we kind of change tack today and we listen 
to what Luke himself has to say in, in the Gospel passage. And of course it's that famous uh, incident, if you like, of the friends on the road to Emmaus. And maybe there are, are, are kind of things that, 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 that are astonishing to us in, in this passage. Uh, one would be that the, the disciples themselves who have known Jesus uh, for so long actually don't recognise him. Uh, why is that? Is it because he's the last person that they expect to meet? Uh, is it because there's something different about Jesus? Uh, he's the same and yet different. This uh, risen body uh, somehow is, is kind of different uh, than, than what Jesus had before. Something recognisable and yet not recognisable, if you like. It's a kind of mystery of how they, they don't recognise him. And of course, uh, we get some kind of sense of, of that kind of feeling and anxiety and fear in, in Jerusalem uh, at this particular time uh, because the men themselves are, are, are uh, you know, don't know what has happened and yet they know that Jesus himself has died and that Jerusalem itself uh, is probably turned upside down uh, because at the very least many of the people regard him as a, as a prophet, as 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 uh, Cleopas says in the in the in the in the reading, uh, but of course Cleopas and the others think that he is much more than just a prophet, the one who is to save Israel, as he as he as he says, uh, and of course as the passage goes on, then uh, what we find is that Jesus himself uh, speaks uh, to the heart of these frightened and downcast men, uh, and at their insistence. Uh, he goes in to stay with them, and at the breaking of the bread, that's the moment that they that they recognise him. And there's something that's very important for us in that kind of moment, if you like, that they recognise him at the breaking of the bread. And it's the same for us when we come to celebrate the Eucharist, which is the breaking of the bread. In that moment, we we recognise that Christ Himself is truly with us. Uh, truly present to us in, in this mystery. But there's two things I think that are, that are important. Uh, that we hear that at the end of the, the Gospel that they say that their hearts burn uh, when Christ explains the Scriptures to, him, to them. And it's the same for us, that, that Christ is not only present in, 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 his, in the Eucharist, but he's also present in his Word. Uh, so not only is he present in the one form, but he's present in these two forms for us. So of course that's something that's always important to us when we come to the Mass, that somehow Christ is present to us in his word that is read to us, but also he's present to us in the, the bread that is broken for us. There's something that we take away from the Mass today, that sense of uh, the assurance uh, of Jesus' presence uh, with us, uh, that we come to the Eucharist itself, that he's here with us, to give us that grace and strength that we need. With all the assurance that we can have, he says that he's here with us, in the breaking of the bread, in the word that is spoken to us. He's with us in our hearts, our minds, our souls, he's within each of us. We hear in that first reading of today's Mass of the sense in which uh, uh, Jesus' ministry 
uh, doesn't end uh, with his death, but of course it goes on in the life of those who are his disciples and apostles, and it's it's in the church itself, it's in the world, it can't uh, be kept back, and, and, and we feel that very much uh, today and in these days, uh, that God's presence is, is very much with us uh, in these hard times, uh, he is with us, um, and of course that gives us great consolation and strength, uh, not to move backwards, uh, to step backwards, but to move forward, to move forward with that sense of his presence within us and uh, uh, to do good in the times in which we live. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, we pray, O Lord, the sacrifice which has redeemed the human race, and be pleased to accomplish in us salvation of mind and body. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord. But in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Through him, the children of light rise to eternal life, and the halls of the heavenly kingdom are thrown open to the faithful. For his death is our ransom from death, and in his rising the life of all has risen. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, 
all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, O Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Alan, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, who take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, who take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. We pray, O Lord, that the reverent reception of the sacrament of your Son may cleanse us from old ways and transform us into a new creation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And we continue to ask Mary for her special protection in these days. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us and us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Alleluia, alleluia.